listening to the First Step Podcast with your host, Jalisa Jun. A new episode starts right now. Today, I want to share my seven different income streams with you guys. I'll be explaining exactly what they are, how I set them up, and approximately how long it takes to start making money from each. But before we begin, you might want to go ahead and grab a pen and a notebook because you'll definitely want to write this stuff down. It's also a great time to take a screenshot of this podcast episode, tag me on Instagram, and let everyone know you're listening to the First Step Podcast with Jalisa John. So without further ado, let's dive in. As you guys know, we're currently experiencing a global pandemic due to the coronavirus. And many people are becoming unemployed because of the mandatory stay-at-home order for non-essential workers. Many of you listening may even fall into this category, unfortunately. And your finances may have taken a serious hit. It's a difficult time and I feel for all the people who've lost their jobs, had to empty their savings, or just don't know where their next meal is coming from. It's tough, but it's even tougher knowing that the time to prepare for a crisis is never when it's happening. The time to prepare for a crisis is always before it happens. And honestly, I wish more people understood the importance or at least knew about the importance of having multiple income streams or at least having some sort of side hustle before coronavirus happened. Things would have been so different for many, many people around the world right now. But I hope that by listening to this podcast today, it could possibly help some of you prepare for a future crisis. I was really inspired to record this podcast because of a conversation I had with one of my college lecturers when I started my first business. I was young and excited, but my lecturer warned me not to get too carried away so much so that I focus all my energy on just this one thing. He told me it's better to have more than one stream of income than it is to only have one. In essence, he was telling me, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And since then, I've always been the type of person to have more than one job at the same time. I remember I used to work at an insurance company during the week while still going to college, and then on the weekends, I would work at a toy store in the mall, all while trying to build my own business on the side. Today, like I said in the intro, I now have almost seven different businesses or ways I make money consistently, and I'm super hyped to share all of them with you. So here we go. Number one e-commerce now if you're not familiar with e-commerce it's all about selling products on the internet for this first income stream i'm going to be explaining how i sell physical products on my website now this is the business i started back in college in 2014 the one i was telling my lecturer about and i built my own website i sourced all of my inventory And I began selling clothes, jewelry, and handbags under the name St. Eda Exchange. 
Now, to give you guys an idea of how long it took to set up this business, from conception to launch, it took me about nine months. And that's the same amount of time it takes to have a kid, right? However, once I launched the business, it only took me a few days to make my first sale, which is not typical. I repeat, it's not typical to start making money right away when you have an e-commerce business, especially when it's new. But the reason I made my first set of sales so early is because I had friends, family, friends of the family, and people who knew me who wanted to support my business. Now, if this is the type of business you're interested in, here are some requirements you need to consider. Requirement number one is you need to have your own website. I know a lot of people seem to think that having a Facebook page or having an Instagram profile is good enough for their e-commerce business, but those things don't qualify you as a legitimate e-commerce business. Unless you have your own website with your own URL that you're paying hosting for every month or every year, you don't have an e-commerce business. Another thing you need to consider is how you're going to deal with the inventory. There are two ways to deal with inventory for an e-commerce business. You can either decide to do drop shipping or you can decide to have all the inventory on hand at your home or your office. When you have all the inventory on hand and you're taking care of it, you also need to consider having a partnership with a delivery service. For me, that's TT Post. So what happens is when someone purchases something on my website, I package their order, I call TT Post, and they come, they pick up the package, and they deliver it basically wherever the customer wants. When you have drop shipping, when someone places an order on your website, the drop shipping company will send that order out to that person. Another thing you need to consider when you have an e-commerce business is that you have to do active promotions to drive traffic to your website. So that means you have to invest in ads, whether that's on social media, um, you have to decide if you're going to work with influencers, if you're going to be creating content or be active on social media, because you have to raise awareness for this website. I also want to give you guys some pros and some cons for each of these income streams. So let me start off with the pros of e-commerce. So one of the pros of having an e-commerce business is that it's very, very flexible. You are in charge of how many hours you work per day. Um, and you're in charge of how many days per week you work. Another pro is that you're able to do something you love. I know that's true for me at least with Saint Ada Exchange. I really do love fashion and everything that I purchase for Saint Ada Exchange um, is actual pieces that I would wear. And so that's how it aligns. Some of the cons of having an e-commerce business is that you can have some stock that are slow moving. There might be things that you really, really like, but it doesn't mean that the market or your customers are going to like it necessarily. And so you might have a lot of products sitting in your warehouse or sitting in your mom's garage that is really, really difficult to move.
Another con of having an e-commerce business is slow growth due to high competition. Now I know all of you can name several Instagram boutiques, several places online that you could shop for women's clothing. Um, the market is definitely saturated and that's with anything, whether you're selling furniture or you're selling fitness plans and meals, every market is basically saturated. And so you have to find a niche where you can dominate and stand out. Another con is local pushback. Now, this will be specific to your region of the world. Um, with regards to Trinidad, one of the pushbacks that I've experienced in my e-commerce business is that a lot of the population do not have access to credit cards. And I think the number is like 10 or 15% of the population alone has access to credit cards, which really, really sucks. But the way I've dealt with it is that I've made my business global. So anyone from anywhere in the world can shop on my website. Um, and I also found that even though people have credit cards in Trinidad, even no, not even though people have credit cards, but the people who have credit cards, they prefer to shop on established websites like Fashion Nova and um, ASOS instead of supporting none, instead of supporting local e-commerce businesses, right? Um, and that sucks, but it's one of those things that I'm mentioning because I want you guys to know when you start your business, you're going to have people who aren't trusting of, of your business or want to hand over their credit cards as quickly because um, it's local and, you know, people tend to associate local with inferior, inferior products um, and scams and all that sorts of things. So, I mean, I totally get it, but it's one of those things that sucks and that's why I've made my website the way it is. Um, anyone from anywhere in the world can shop and so I don't have to only rely on Trinidadians purchasing my stuff. So now let's move on to my income stream number two, which is one-on-one -on -one clients. Now this is a business that I started quite by accident and when you work with one-on-one -on -one clients, you basically offer a very exclusive service to one person at a time so I started this business like I said by accident because people started reaching out to me via DM and um, you know once you start working with one client and giving them advice and helping them they refer you to another person and then you they you have their friends reaching out to you and so with this type of business you don't really need to have a website you don't really need to promote as much. If you do a great job with one client, they will refer you to other people, right? Um, for me, at least, uh, I, I offer people social media marketing, campaign planning, business consulting. I used to offer graphic design and photography, but now I'll outsource it to a freelancer. And um, like I said, with this type of income stream, Interested clients, simply send me an email 
or reach out to me on any one of my socials and we start working together now let's consider the pros and the cons of working one-on-one with clients right so the first pro is you get to choose who you work with and in order to be able to do that you have to have some kind of process by which you qualify or screen clients so for me what I do when someone reaches out to me I'll send them like a survey or a questionnaire that they have to fill out and based on the answers they provide I decide whether they'll be a good fit for me or not you know um a second pro of working one-on-one with clients is that you can make a lot of money because people are paying you for your undivided attention um and your time so I remember when I first started offering one-on-one services I would charge $250 a day I no longer charge by the day now I charge per project and um that's it starts at 15k right because people are paying me to help them come up with their marketing plans that is fully comprehensive based on research includes things like budgets your target audience content plans strategies and all that good stuff so it's a lot of things that go into these plans and so that's why this is such a high ticket type of product now on to the cons because you know with anything that comes with making a lot of money there are a lot of cons right so one of the cons of working one-on-one with clients is that you don't have or you usually don't get a lot of people who are able to afford you so you have a wide gap in between clients so let's just say you have a client in january your next client might be all the way in may and that's just how it works right another con is that it's mentally and physically exhausting because when people are paying you so highly um they they demand your your time and your attention sometimes 24 7 and that can become stressful and that can lead you to feeling like you're an employee instead of your own boss so those are just some of the cons that uh, I want you guys to consider if you're thinking about doing one-on-one client work or becoming a coach or a mentor or something like that right now on to my income stream number three which is workshops. Now, I've realized that there are going to be a lot of people who can't afford to hire me one-on-one, and that's okay. For those people, I offer workshops where I teach a group of people for a few hours or a few days at a time, okay? Um, The pros of having workshops is that you can make a lot of money in just one day, So let's just say you have a workshop where 10 people attend and you charge each person $1,000. Guess what? You just made 10K for a three-hour workshop or a five-hour workshop, right? Another pro is that the schedule is quite flexible. Like you could decide when you're having a workshop, how long it's going to be, how many people you want to attend, the cost and everything like that is all up to you. So with that, it means that you can have your nine to five. From Monday to Friday and then on Saturday you could teach people how to sew for like two or three hours or you could teach people how to paint or you could help people set up their their websites or their Instagram profiles and you can make some extra money right let's look at the cons however 
like I said before, with anything where you can make a lot of money, expect there to be a lot of cons associated with it as well. So con number one is you obviously have to spend a lot of time preparing for your workshops, preparing lessons, activities. You have to find a space, seating, desk, writing materials, and all of that stuff. You have to prepare beforehand. Um, con number two is it requires active promotion on your part. If you want people to know about your workshop and attend your workshop, you have to constantly be talking about it. You may have to run a couple ads. You may have to do some Instagram lives um, to promote it, to raise awareness, to let people know that this thing is happening. Okay. Um, a final con about having workshops is that students or people who attend consume all of your content or consume everything they're, you're teaching, they go home, they repackage it, put their name on it, and sell it as their own. And that really, really sucks because they just paid $1,000 um, to learn all of your trade secrets, let's just say, and then they go home and repackage it, and they could decide to sell it for $3,000. Or they could decide to take on one-on-one clients and charge them 15k just by taking everything they've learned from you. And that really, really sucks. But it's one of those things that happen. So I'm just letting you guys know so you're aware. So anyway, let's move on to my income stream number four, which is one of my favorites, digital products. Um... Unlike St. Tate Exchange where I sell physical products, I have another business called My Business Principles. My Business Printables. Not My Business Principles. My Business Printables. On Etsy where I sell ebooks, templates, worksheets, courses, and all that good stuff. Um, if you're not familiar with Etsy, I'll explain. Etsy is like a marketplace that is similar to Amazon. The only thing with Etsy is that... Um, the people who sell on Etsy are usually hand making the products. So if like if you go on Amazon and you search for like tassel earrings, you'll find tassel earrings that were made in China that were mass produced in a factory. But if you go on Etsy and you search tassel earrings, it will most likely be someone who's sitting at home in the kitchen making those tassel earrings one by one by hand not with a tasseling machine like they do in a factory right so i also love etsy because unlike amazon they let people download digital files so they can download pdfs uh, word files they could download videos so you could sell courses and all that good stuff and i i don't believe people can do that on amazon like you can go and put up a video on amazon for sale um, and tell people you have a course, you know. So Etsy is great for that. Uh, let's let's look at some of the the pros and the cons of selling on Etsy and having digital products, right? So a pro is that it doesn't require much active promotion on my part. And here's why: Etsy's Etsy is already an established marketplace, an established website. So I don't really need to tell people or do a whole lot to get people on Etsy. Etsy is a website that people are already visiting on their own free will. 
And when they visit Etsy and they do a search for a product, let's say they're searching for a course on Instagram, and my course just happens to be one of the results, they can decide to purchase it. And that's great for me because to me, this is like truly passive income. All I have to do is create the course or create the ebook or whatever and put it up on Etsy and people find it with minimum, minimal effort on my part, right? So I want you guys to really think about things that you could sell on Etsy, right? Um, now onto the cons. Like I said, it is time consuming. It takes, you know, it takes time to create an ebook. It takes time to create a course, record the videos, come up with modules and lessons and things like that. So that's definitely a con, but it's doable, right? Now on to my income stream number five, which is books. Now I sell books on Amazon. Um, Amazon has a subsidiary company called Kindle Direct Publishing that lets anyone in the world uh, write and publish books for sale. And that's awesome. Um, So I definitely take advantage of this opportunity and created my own books. Pros of having books. Let me tell you why I love having books. Because it is the quickest way to establish yourself as an expert in an industry. It's a game changer when you have a book with your name on it. You know what I mean? People start looking at you different. So, for example, my book on Amazon is called The Instagram Stories Planner. And it's a book that helps people use stories to make sales, to convert their followers into customers. Okay? And because I've written that book, it establishes me now as an expert on Instagram stories or an expert on social media marketing, specifically with regards to Instagram. And that's amazing. Another pro is that you get global recognition and local recognition in your home country. Um, The press may want to interview you. People might want to interview you on television. Schools might invite you to talk to their students at career fairs and all this good stuff. So books are awesome and um, you get to have customers from all over the world when you have your book on a marketplace like Amazon because we know just like Etsy, people are already going to Amazon. People shop on Amazon from all over the world. One of the cons though of having books as an income stream is that it takes a long, long time to write books. It could take months sometimes years to write a good proper book like if you want a book that's going to become a bestseller it's not gonna take 24 hours it's not gonna take a week it's gonna take at least a year to have a good good book because think about it you have to come up with an idea for this book you have to write drafts you have to edit it you have to format the book you have to have someone design a good cover for the book you have to promote the book especially if you want it to become a bestseller don't think you're just gonna put it on amazon and people are just gonna buy it just like that you're gonna have to do some promotion for that book right but anyway if writing books is not your thing don't worry i have more income streams for you and that takes us to income stream number seven which is social events so social events i must say they're different from workshops with workshops the intent is to come and learn 
With social events, however, the intent is to come and network. So this is one of um, the newest additions to my income stream portfolio, I guess, with candid conversations that I had last December in collaboration with Cassia Marina, the branding queen, who's also the host of Tea Time with Cassia Marina. Um, We had an event for women in business and the event was all about having honest, open conversations about what it's really like to be a millennial entrepreneur um, who's also a mom, who's also a wife, and who's also juggling these several businesses at the same time. And like I said, these types of events are all about networking, meeting other people who are just like you, forming friendships and bonds, having a good time, dressing up, sipping on mimosas, and all that good stuff, right? The pros of having social events is that just like workshops, you get to make a lot of money in just one day by putting on this event. Another pro is that you get to meet your community in real life. So you get to meet people who are following you on Instagram or subscribe to your YouTube channel or whatever. You get to meet them face to face. And when you meet people face to face, what happens is you end up forming relationships that could turn into potential business partnerships, which is amazing. Okay. However, there are some cons to putting on social events. And I think the biggest con is that it really does take a team to pull it off. Unlike a workshop where you could host a workshop by yourself, having a successful social event requires you to have several speakers, sponsors, a great location, photographers, Instagram-worthy backgrounds, and all that jazz, right? So, Social events are definitely not for newbies or people who um, are not good with event planning and all of that because it takes an army. And if, if, if you're like me and you don't like working in teams, I remember in college, I hated group projects. I hated any type of group work. You are going to hate putting on social events. But now as an adult, I love being a part of a team. I love having different people come together to, you know, make a vision come to life, right? But if you don't like working with people, social events are not for you, (laughs) right? Don't worry. If you don't like working with people, you can still take advantage of income stream number seven, which is creating YouTube videos. Now, I know all of you are familiar with YouTube. It's the place that we go to to watch long-form video content. And um, if you didn't know, now you know, people who make YouTube videos get paid by YouTube for putting up videos. But there's a catch. You have to have at least 1,000 subscribers and you have to have 40,000 watch hours in the past 12 months, I think, to qualify for AdSense, um, which is your qualification to make money on YouTube. Now, YouTube is one of those income streams for me, or it's the only income stream on this list that I don't make money from yet because I don't have a 1,000 subscribers yet. I have 500 and something, so if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please, guys, go subscribe now and watch at least two or three of my videos all the way to the end. Give me a thumbs up and leave a comment. Um, But yeah. So it's one of those things that I'm working on, but I know by the end of this year, 
I would hopefully begin making money on YouTube for all of the great content that I'm putting up there. Right? So now that you've got now that you got now that you oh my god, I can't talk. <laughs> now that you guys have heard my seven sources of income and you've gotten a few ideas on how you can make money too, I want to know. What are you going to do? Which one of these income streams are you going to add to your portfolio? You know, I feel like most people who listen to this podcast will love the idea of making more money and having different income streams, but majority of them won't do anything about it. Like you'll just absorb all of this, you'll consume all of this information and that's it. You won't take action. And you know, another crisis will come around the corner in the next five ten years and you'll regret not taking action right now you'll regret not working on your side hustles you'll regret not having multiple streams of income and you'll be the only person you can blame so my challenge to you is to don't wait don't just consume this and continue on your day i want you guys to start thinking about which one of these income streams you'd like to add to your own portfolio and then and then actually start working on it you know start writing down ideas of things you can sell like courses you can create workshops you can have products you can sell I don't know just start doing something and I want you to send me pictures of your new website or your new YouTube video or whatever okay um one of my favorite quotes from Thomas Edison says Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. And that's facts. People don't like to do work. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, you got to work if you want to make money legitimately. You got to put in some effort. And so I, 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 I say to you guys again, don't let another crisis meet you unprepared. Take the first step today. Hey guys, it's Jalisa and I hope you enjoyed this episode of the First Step Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes because I linked my YouTube channel, my Etsy store and my book on Amazon. And remember, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple, please leave me a review and let me know how you like the podcast thus far. I'll see you here again for another episode of the First Step Podcast.